Welcome back to the Hooper's Paradise Podcast, where you're going to get real thoughts and opinions from fans who love the game, brought to you by your Hooper's favorite Hoopers. I got my mans with me, man. We got Mr. CP905 in the building, the East End, West End legend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, The busiest man in show business is back, baby. He's back. <laughs> He's back. Mr. MC Casey, <laughs> fresh off a flight, fresh off a tan. Um, how'd you enjoy your time off, brother? Was it good? It was good. It was well needed, man. Well needed. Ah, oh, love to hear it. Love to hear it, man. We gonna we gonna jump right into this one today. I'm really, really excited. We got a bunch of NBA topics to come across, man. So, the first one I want to talk about, which which has been on everybody's mind, um, and if you're a hooper, a real hooper, um, this is another guy who's a hooper's favorite hooper. Kevin Durant is back. Um, 21 day absence, 21 game absence. Um, been off for over a month. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets stunk up the place without him. Um, lost Harden in the process. Ben Simmons still ain't on the court. Like, CP, tell me about this kind of Brooklyn Kevin Durant situation. Like, First off, I just want to say, that guy missed 21 games and came back and scored 30. Like <laughs> 31. Like, bro, like he didn't miss a beat. That's that, that I think I didn't I need people to understand like how difficult that is to do to just come on an NBA basketball court and score 30. And he did that after not playing for 21 games. That is <laughs> that guy is amazing, man. But I mean, Brooklyn's going to go on a run. They're going to they're I mean, before when before they were injured, they were the best team in the in the East. Now I think they've gotten even better. We just got to get everybody on the court to be able to see a product but i'm not brooklyn it don't matter if brooklyn's in eighth or <laughs> or in because whoever sees brooklyn full first round at full strength is losing it doesn't matter okay well like i don't know i'm gonna go to mccasey on this one because i'm a little bit interested in just hearing like different perspectives of the brooklyn nets right now <laughs> well wh what i would say is uh this this jogage pickup you know um, everything that's going on with Kyrie not being able to play home games. So you have another guard. So you have Seth Curry just focusing on, you know, being the scorer that he is. And you have Dragic you know, handling the ball. But now with Kevin Durant coming back, like you when you look at the stat sheet, he was nine for nine on the free throw. So that's taking care of things there. But he was 10 for 21 field goal range. Right. Uh, he was two for seven on uh, three pointers. So um, him coming back from that is is is, is not bad. <laughs> it, that's what that's what he does. <laughs> it's Kevin Durant. These guys work on their craft each and every day. You know, what this I mean? is he, where he, I'm going to say dynamic. that guy's a game changer. Like you could drop him into any program, any system, and they automatically become contenders. It's a guy just a walking 30 point seven rebound. I like eight rebounds, five assists. And 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 he's been balling. I had him as MVP before he got hurt. Um, the only yeah. thing that I say Brooklyn's playing with fire is right now they're the eighth seed in the mm -hmm. East. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, the Raptors, Boston, Cleveland are the teams that are ahead of them that they're chasing right now. They're two and a half games back of the Raptors. Mm -hmm. Let's say they never actually catch the Raptors or any of those teams, and they finish eighth. They now have to play a playing game at home. Let's say Ben Simmons doesn't come back and they play at home and that vaccine mandate doesn't get lifted. They got to most likely play Charlotte or Atlanta. Atlanta. 
no, no. So how the playing goes, it's like yeah. um eight and seven play for seventh place, mm-hmm. right? And then ten and nine play for a chance for eighth, and then the mm-hmm. loser of the seventh eighth would play for eighth against the winner of nine and ten. But I'm saying, like, I'm I'm going based off of the aspect does of Brooklyn. Does Brooklyn? They, let's be- say they go lose to like Toronto. Let's say they go lose to like to Boston or Cleveland. That, if only Kevin Durant's team. there, they're not making the playoffs. Well, it'll it's be interesting. Difficult, it'll be difficult for them to make the playoffs. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they can't do it. I'm not. I'm not the type of guy to bet against Kevin Durant. Look, we didn't oh, have I'm the not Walker right? But it'll be it will for, it'll for sure be difficult. I mean, Atlanta's a team that's been there. Toronto's a team that recently coming off an NBA championship. Boston's a team that's been there. The only team that I could see them really bullying or taking advantage of because from an experience standpoint is Cleveland. They don't have they don't have the knowledge yet from an, a playing experience standpoint to know what it is to get over the hump at that point in time. And what proved that to me is last year when you look at that play-in game, the uh, Hornets came out. I can't remember who the, who they played first, but the Hornets came out and they got blown up by 20. They weren't yeah. ready for that playoff type of atmosphere. And I think Cleveland is in that same boat. Yeah, they're having a magical, magical season, you know, but playoffs is a little different. So definitely something to watch. Um, I'm definitely ain't trying to bet against KD and no, Kyrie and those nets. Um, I hope and Ben Simmons gets back on the floor soon for from a Casey's fantasy team, also. Uh, <laughs> <You> still, <laughs> but they're gonna be a fan. very <laughs> interesting, exciting team to watch when they're all healthy. Mm-hmm. And I know we're all praying to see that Philly versus Brooklyn matchup in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. It, it, that's just how the paths are lined up right now. Because Brooklyn's in eighth, Philadelphia's in second. They're in the opposite side of the brackets. Yeah. So, so that'd be exciting meet. to watch. No me. So, so we got those Nets. Um, and they're probably the most talked about team in the East. Um, they're also still favored by Vegas to win the East, even though they're the eighth seed, which is crazy, right? Like they're favored. And the team that is actually the number one seed in the East is a team that nobody talks about. They're just quietly winning games. They quietly beat Brooklyn the other night, um, without Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry. And that's that heat nation, heat culture, man. Like Pat Riley, Riley way, heat culture, like, like, I, it needs to make sense to me that these guys can be winning so much, so much, and not be talked about and be seen as essentially the fourth best team in the East. Vegas odds are like what people talk about. Um, McCasey was in the building, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. What, what was that Miami Heat team like? What do they look like in person? Bam is a defensive player. Like, he gets after it. And the, here's the thing, right? Like everyone talks about, you know, a team being at home. Well, once the, the arena starts screaming for like, you know, defense or like a lot of a lot of people out there love Tyler Hero. <laughs> they love Tyler Hero. So as soon as he gets the basketball in his hand, it's like, all right, well, if he shoots it, we're expecting him to get it in, right? So on average, like I think um, the game that I went to against the Spurs, I know they didn't have some team or some players, but going into the fourth quarter, you know, they were up by like 15 because they, yeah. the heat, the heat they, they, they base their game off of runs. And if they go on a run, those guys are feeling it. Um, but, uh, no, they, like, as I said, if, if the heat have at least six players with, um, 15 or more points on the stat sheet, they're, they're most likely winning that game and they have yeah. closers too. So, um, 
Yeah. They're a special team, Casey. Like, we're talking about a team that had a, a big absence of Kyle Lowry this season. Yeah. A big absence of Jimmy Butler this season. Um, And right now, without those two top guys for, for a long period of time in the season, they're sitting at first in the East at 42 and 22 on the yeah. season. Um, in their last 10 games, they're eight and two. Um, CP, man, like, I don't think we've seen a team like this in a while who can, like, lose their top guys and kind of, like, keep trucking along like nothing has happened. First and East, and, and usually those are the teams with, like, four or five, like, three all-stars. I mean, they had probably, one kinda... all-star this year, and it just continues to look good. We we kind of saw it like a little sample size with Memphis, right? When John Morant went out for a little mm-hmm. bit, and if they went on what ten game win streak or something like that, but um, it just shows that they're a good team. But my problem with Miami, when I look at them, is like they're missing something. Uh, I kind of compare them to when you know when when uh when Utah was at the top of uh was at the top of the standings, and nobody nobody kind of like was talking about them because they're missing something when it comes down to the playoffs. In those moments, I know Jimmy Butler is that guy. Don't get me wrong, right? He's that mm-hmm. guy. But to me, they're just missing something. That's why there's the there's the odds skip over them. They have Lowry. I was gonna say that they added Kyle yeah. Lowry this offseason, which he, is a lot different than Goran Dragic in his like 15th year. He changes the game so much. Like I remember when Lowry was on the Raptors. Like I see, like in the stadium, you can see guys. Like if Lowry takes a charge or if Lowry gets a steal, you can see in the crowd, and everyone's just like, "Thank you, <laughs> like thank you, let's go." Lowry hit a shot. It's just like you remember how randomly Lowry would come out, dribble, um, on on the move, and then shoot a three. And then yes, Miami's up by six or Miami's up by seven. The fans are just like, "Man, we haven't seen this in a while from a guard." Right. Yes. Jimmy Butler, he's not shooting threes, but he's 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 getting those gritty baskets. But then Lowry's that guy. But I hear what CP saying. There's like something missing because you look at Bam and we're not looking at height here, but Bam is what, six, eight, six, nine. But then it's just like, what else does Miami need to then get them over like uh, Milwaukee or um, or Brooklyn Nets or even the Philadelphia 76ers, even though they've beat they've beaten the 76ers in the playoffs to get to that Eastern Conference Finals, right? Yeah. Or even to the finals, right? So uh, I think what I find them interesting is um I don't know if they're missing anything. I think they have everything they need. I think what we want to all see is is Bam gonna be that second all-star. When playoff no, time comes not, around, that's not his. That's not his role. But but Bam is a defense first guy. Anything he gives you on offense is found money. Now the reason that maybe my from my perspective, just hearing you guys speak and thinking about it a little bit, like I look at it like it's Tyler Hero is the one that kind of closes the games for them, right? If Jimmy Butler has it going, yeah, no problem. But Tyler Hero closes the games. Is he going to win you a playoff series against Milwaukee? Yeah, that's what that's what that's where I want to see Bam because I think Bam hasn't more of an offensive game than you realize. I watched him beat up on the Brooklyn Nets the other night. Um, his numbers look great um, in the regular season. He can. I, that's what I said. Like that. I think that's <laughs> what they're missing. Is Bam gonna take that next step in the playoffs? Because I think if he does, that's a very scary team, and they got Victor Oladipo coming back on Monday. That's the thing I agree about with Casey about, but for a different reason in regards to Kyle Lowry. I, I think Kyle Lowry makes Bam a better, a far better basketball player than if he's not there, right? Mm-hmm. But 
is it enough? Is it enough? If you're three minutes to go and you're down four to Milwaukee at home in game seven and you throw Bam the ball on the post and you and you sprint a double team at him, is he going to make the right decision? It's those type of things that concern me. That is the part of his game that I actually love. The way he he distributes the rock, I think mm-hmm. Milwaukee doesn't throw the double team at him. Is that that is the real thing? Is I want to see what mm-hmm. he does one on one against a Giannis, one on one against a Bobby Portis in uh, the post. Or we, we were or saying the, the same thing about DeAndre Ayton. You wanted to see how that was going to go one on one with Giannis, and it just it it you you have to send <laughs> you have to send another guy. No, I'm talking. You were talking about Bama offense. I'm saying like you throw the ball to Bam, yeah, on the block, and he's going up against like Giannis is guarding him or a Bobby Portis. I don't think they go and throw that double team. So I'm curious to see, yeah, because his games develop to a point where like that's a, like he can go get you a bucket. I think he can, but we got to see it in the playoffs, right? I don't think so. If you put Giannis on him, I think he's gonna struggle. Mm, okay, mm. that that's one that we like. It seems like we all are on this. Let's wait and see. Yeah, for um, sure. Let's for let's sure. not let's not overexcite the situation, and and that's kind of how Vegas sees it too. For sure. Um, and while the Heat culture, the Riley's way is what what CP likes to call it. <laughs> Riley's way is trending up. Um, Golden State Warriors are trending down without Draymond. Um, they've really struggled in the <coughs> last couple weeks. Um, Andrew Wiggins has struggled. Um, Steph has struggled at times shooting the ball. Um, I don't feel like they're getting the same production they were from Jordan Poole. We're starting to see how much Draymond means to that team and that he is a all-star and he is a Hall of Famer in, in, in so many ways. This might, this might not be a hot take, but Draymond Green is the de facto point guard for that team. He initiates all the offense. So look at all the look at all the championship contenders. Take their starting point guard away and tell me how their team will do. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? So a lot of Steph and Clay run off of pin downs, brush screens, flare screens, well, all types of different screens to mm-hmm. be able to get them stuff open. Their 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 first role is to score, put the ball in the basket. Draymond's first role is to facilitate, put everybody in their spots, lead the team vocally. And by and defensively, and it just with with a guy that does so much for your team, it's going to be where are they replacing that? Yeah, and like I just find it interesting, and I I gotta like as much as we highlighted him as a player, uh, I gotta call out guys like Andrew Wiggins who had a really 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 bad February. Um, I gotta call out guys like Jordan Poole who I think. Um, was looking like a six-man-of-the-year candidate other than, like, obviously the, the obvious pick, Tyler Hero, who's really, really struggling over the last little bit. Um, and it's yeah, those guys Draymond, who need to step up in Draymond's absence. Draymond is the guy – okay, so how do I best describe this? Let's use Wiggs, for example, right? Wiggs is a better basketball player when he's put in his spot instead of getting to his spot because that's a difference in five dribbles. And I think when you take away Draymond Green, right, that facilitates that, you now, Wiggins, instead of getting the ball in the mid post, he's getting a three-point line. So now he needs to move, move, move to get to his spot. Then he needs to continue a dribble, dribble, dribble to now get into his move. Same thing with Stephen Curry. It's not, there's nobody that gets him the ball. I've seen video, those guys played together so long, like, he Draymond Green passes the ball in spots where Steph Curry should be, and Steph Curry's not even looking when he turns around the balls in his hands. Like, they have that type of chemistry, and 
when you take that away and then you try and replicate that with I don't even know who they use Igudala, but he can't can he do that at, at a high level like Draymond like that I don't think so okay so, so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna lose some games because now you become guardable this would be my counterpoint to that um just because I'm interested in this and and McCasey, I'm gonna go to you after this counterpoint just to mm-hmm. kind of get a better understanding here we just talked about the heat nation and heat culture yeah who were missing their point guard for a while who were missing Jimmy Butler for a while also they kept trucking along so you're playing in the east though which is the better conference right now oh uh, not okay what's their schedule what's the, what's the toughness of their schedule to know who they're playing with those guys out yeah well regard like like i say regardless you're going to have to play somebody tough if you're at the top of the east like consistently all year, they've been the like top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm like, I gotta put some onus on Steph. I gotta put some onus on Wiggins being all stars this year, being all star starters to to add to it. And and we did highlight Wiggins as he deserved it. So he has to also get some criticism for not stepping up with Draymond now. I don't know, McCasey, am, am I you're completely comparing. off on this one? Yeah, uh, well, we we got to remember how Wiggins got into the All Star, right? <laughs> he he's doing his job. He's not. He is an All Star. However, uh, he was an All Star with Clay Thompson out. Now Clay Thompson is back, right? So when you have um, guys like Poole now trying to figure out his role without Clay Thompson there, it's just like okay, you know what? He's obviously going to struggle now. But we got to remember that, you know, the last three games, you know, uh, Golden State has lost to Mavericks twice, right? Um, I think they've lost to a lot of West teams and any sort of West, like, teams that are like OKC or the Kings, they've obviously come up with wins. But they're still yeah. second in the West, right? So these these losses are like, okay, cool, all right, like, let's get it together, we lost by five, lost by six, lost by seven. But now it's just like, all right, Draymond, when you come in, okay, the team without Draymond, let's figure this out. We're in second right now. Whoever's on top of us, you know, I believe that's Phoenix Suns. All right, cool. Like, what are we going to do here? But when we look at Wiggins now, it's just like Wiggins has been doing the same thing from the beginning of the season. But we have to ask ourselves, how did he get to the All-Star game? And that's the main thing. Yeah, I feel you. I, I would say that we agreed he, he was an all-star, whether whether he was a starter or not, but his numbers significantly dropped. But I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a take you guys' word for it. I do think they're going to drop to third in the West. I do yeah. think they're going to lose the second seed and they're going to drop to third in the West if they continue to play like this because Memphis is coming. Yeah. Um. So that's just something to look at. When we talk about Memphis now, man, this gets interesting. MVP conversation. Um, I've been, I've been tooting the, the John Morant horn all season. I did call him a dark horse to win MVP for a while now, and it's starting to look very, very believable, but there's so many candidates this year. I think this MVP is going to go down to the wire. When you talk about Ja, talk about DeMar, you talk about Joel, who I think is the front runner right now. You talk about Jokic. You could talk about, um, is there anybody else we could throw in there? Joe, to be honest with you, it's not it's not really to me, it's a two man race right now. If you're talking today between Joel Embiid and John Morant. Okay. The the Rosen has fell off a little bit as the Bulls had lost some right now. You know, a couple games. Right now they're 
they've lost four in a row, Chicago Bulls. So it kind of it kind of puts a damper on those those not those numbers that Demar's putting up, right? Mm-hmm. So right now, to me, the front runner is Joel Embiid. Second, I'm gonna go with John Morant, and third, De- Demar Derozan slipped the third. Okay, I'm a, I'm gonna throw a random name in there because I think that he's making a late push. Who's that? That's Luka Doncic. Mm. No. who's moved this team to fifth in the West. Um, and you know how, like, these these seedings are this year. He can end up bumping up all the way to third or fourth um, if they continue at this pace. Yeah, um, he's making he a point. But he's top five. Broken. Yeah. He's top five. You know, he's top five. But his, his season started off way too slow. Like, he started off mad slow to begin the season. It's now he's starting to look like he's getting a little bit of shape. Starting to look like he's starting to turn it up a little bit but he's in a conversation for sure but to me man Joel it's hard to go against Joel Embiid everything that that man's been dealing with for this season to keep that team in the top six position afloat to now you look like you have your final pieces that you're making your push towards your championship run Mm -hmm. and you're now sitting second on your way to first they'll finish first in these for sure. Well, I gotta see on that one the way Miami trucking, getting back Victor Oladipo. I'll be. That's gonna be an adjustment period though. They're gonna yeah. lose the games. Yeah, but I, I'm curious to see because I don't know how much they're expecting out of Victor, but um, I you find that to be interesting. The, that we're talking he, about. Part of me. Are you starting him or are you bringing him off the bench? I don't know. We gotta see, but I, I don't <laughs> see a lot of minutes coming out right off the bat. Um, McCasey, who you got as your? Who's your who's your top five MVP guys right now? Then uh, I'll go Joel. I'll go Ja, um, Giannis. Uh, oh. I gotta put um, Kevin Durant up in there, and then obviously Jokic. Like those are the the five guys. Those I have. are your five guys. Like in order. Like you know, we can debate, but I know Joel and Ja are like just looking at the standings. And then looking at their gameplay, like we can talk about LeBron, but LeBron's been doing amazing. But like the team is obviously down there, right? But then we, who do we account? We can't account for anyone on the Phoenix Suns, but the Phoenix Suns, like, lost that 12. was going to be my point after you finished talking that this might be a very interesting race at the fact that the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat are well in first place and have been the two best teams in their respective conferences all year. No, and they have no MVP contenders yes. right now. Yeah, yeah, okay, yes, yes, correct. Like they've been undoubtedly the two most consistent and best teams in their selective conferences all year, and not one MVP candidate. I just find that to be very, very yeah. Interesting. Because remember, the NBA is a political game. Who's your household name? I guess you could just say Jimmy, and then in Phoenix, Jimmy, you can not go a Chris Paul or Devin Booker. Those yeah. are not household names. Devin Booker, Devin Booker, Booker, as good <clears throat> as he is, still struggles to make all-star games. As good as he is. <laughs> it, no, he, he, I think he struggles to be an all-star starter. I don't think he struggles to make the games anymore. Yeah, but if you if it was really how it should be, Devin Booker should be starting at the two. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. You know what I'm trying to say? Just yeah. if you're talking about winning, skill, he, he fits the bill, right? But it's mm-hmm. not it's not about that you you household names are the one to get are the ones that's going to get pushed and i know casey said Giannis. you could say that name every year you know and the vote voters get what's it called voters fever or something like that where yeah. they vote voters for them to right there yeah they voted fatigue sorry yeah where they get 
they vote too much. You know saying? They, 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 they just based on, to me, NBA loves a good story. Mm -hmm. So John Morant or Joel Embiid, especially with the story of everything, how it's happened, especially if he comes out against Brooklyn and gives them a 40 and 12. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for that game. <laughs> I'm going to go my top five to be Joel, Ja, I'm gonna throw Jokic at three. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna round it up with Giannis and Demar. Um, I think Giannis has made a push over the last little bit. Like you said, Chicago's lost some games, and MVP is kind of like a week to week, day by day type award yeah. when you're kind of going through the season. I think Giannis has kind of surpassed Demar in the last little bit because the numbers have just been consistent and just dominant. Like he just consistently dominates the game. Um, Joel, like we've seen all season. Um, but Jokic, I know it's a weird pick. I think right now they are sixth in the West. But this, the season this man is having, um, and on top of that, um, who he's playing with, well, it, it's almost like I completely forgot Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. were not playing basketball. No. This year. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, I completely forgot the way like he's just kept those guys afloat. If you're talking about keeping a team afloat, uh, he's done that with guys like Monte Morris. So, like, he lost his starting point guard and his backup point guard at one point. And he's just still just trucking along. He lost um, his two guard for a while at one point. Mm -hmm. um, so, I don't know how he's doing it, but he's having one of the greatest offensive seasons we've ever seen. I still don't think he's the best big in the league. I'm going to still get that to Joel for right now. And I still got Joel. looks like, undoubtedly, we all have Joel as the front runner right now and who we think is going to win MVP. So if you had to bet your money right now, you're betting. Uh, we know we got big time Casey money. So we're going to say we're betting 50K. Uh, <laughs> we're betting 50K on your, your MVP selection. You just went to the bank. You took out the 50 and you had to go to Vegas and put the money on the MVP. Who you got? I'm going Joel Embiid. Barring injury, I'm going Joel Embiid. Okay. Casey. You know, it's a big world, man. So I'm giving it to Joel Embiid. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up this whole thing then, and I'm gonna say John Morant. That's um, not a bad. That's not a bad pick. I want to. You can't be mad at that. Trust me. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go I'm with John Morant. Just I think they'll they'll start resting Joel Embiid down the stretch. I think I don't. I think I think the NBA doesn't give it to him because they don't think he's ready yet. Mm, but that's what makes John so cool. It's like I'm not waiting for my time. No, I'm coming in. I'm taking that. Now. Yeah, but <laughs> like that's what I like about. But they it. still like, got to present it to him, you know. They still got to present it to him. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think the NBA, just like the NBA, didn't want Lamelo Ball to be a, an All Star because he's not ready yet. Just like, um, and I, I think I, I just don't think I don't think I don't think they give it to him yet. Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to be an interesting one, man. Yeah. Um, man, this is my last question that I got, man. Then we're gonna wrap this one up. This is a quick one. Um. Since we keep talking about money, let's say you got some some very, very, very expensive courtside seats that only McCasey can afford. And I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. <laughs> you got some really, really expensive courtside seats given to you, um, courtesy of the uh, the McCasey the, Way McCasey yeah. Foundation. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, you, got some, you got some real expensive tickets um, from the I Am Aware Foundation. There you go. Yeah, we got some real expensive tickets from the I Am Aware Foundation, and you got to go to any game to watch a specific player, not a team, just a player. 
What player are you watching, CP? This playing season? right now, like playing right now, right now. I know it's a tough one. In my in my heart, I want to say LeBron. In my heart, I want to say LeBron. But to pay money, I mean, it's going to be a toss up between John Giannis. Those guys <sighs> put on a show, boy, or maybe KD. Ooh. I can't have a toss up. You you throwing out yeah. names, man. We need one. <laughs> you throwing out names, brother. I'll pay to see KD. KD? Nah, I'll pay to see Ja Morant. Ja Morant? I'll go with Ja. I'll go with okay, Ja. I'll pay to see Ja. ja. He's yeah. going with Ja. McCasey. That guy's electrified. We got one for Ja. Well, so um, my thing is I want to see these guys in their element. I don't want to watch these guys in Toronto. So my whole thing is going, getting on a flight and watching them at home. And for me, <laughs> yeah, you guys stay stop talking about McCasey and all this stuff. So like, the whole experience, right? He said, jump on the private jet. <laughs> no, no, no. Jump on American, the private American jet. American Airlines, you know, first oh class. Oh, my gosh. Case, um, so my two top guys, I love energy. And Joel Embiid gives me energy, and especially with that guy that just got James Harden, I think that home vibe is going to be crazy. So I'd spend my money to go to uh, Philadelphia and watch Joel Embiid. Um, mm. Yeah, that's me. Now, I like that pick. Joel's entertaining, man. He, he keeps yeah. that game entertaining. He's a competitor. <laughs> um, and he, he's one of those guys who are going to give it to you day in and day out. Um, yeah. obviously bearing injury because we, we know the history, but that man's not hurt. He's going to be on the court and he's going to be giving 100. So I can understand that. Yeah. But now nah, I'm going to have to go with CP here on this one, man. <laughs> ja Morant. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, ja um, has, I've been glued to my TV every Memphis game and I would have never thought that was going to happen at the beginning of the season. I like this young kid um, coming into the season. Did you see what he did and, to Pirtle? Yeah, man. <laughs> Him and Darius Garland were like my, my two guards that I knew I was going to watch during this season. Hence why I drafted them fantasy-wise, just because like I, I like to watch the guys that I draft. And Ja has this thing about him where you know every single game you're going to see something that you might have never seen before. Yeah. Like literally <laughs> every yeah, game true. he's giving you something you've never seen before. And I started taking it as far in terms of like guys who are above the rim, like guys who play above the rim and have some crazy finishes. He might be the most exciting person I've seen since Vince Carter. Derrick Rose, a young Derrick Rose was. De uh, yeah. Young Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Derrick Rose was different. different. <laughs> young Derrick Rose was different, but like why I go with Vince is because Jaws doing it more efficiently and he does it. Like, it just looks different. I don't know nah, how to explain Rose, it. Nah, Jamar, I don't think you maybe watched a lot of Derrick Rose. No, I watched a lot of Derrick Rose. Nah, man Jamar. was an MVP. Man, man was like the Jamar. most exciting player in the league for, Jamar, for a do you while. see what he did to Goran Dragic? Yes, I see what he did to Goran Dragic. But Jamar. did you just see what that John Morant just did to Pirtle? I know what I'm saying. I'm just saying. But I'm saying. <laughs> it's just De Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose is before Vince. I mean, after Vince, sorry. Yes. But so get, that's so why I'm saying. But Derrick I thought I thought Vince was more exciting than Derrick Rose, in my opinion. Like Vince's highlights and when he got into games mm -hmm. was way more exciting than Derrick Rose, in my opinion. So that's yeah. why I'm saying, is he the most excited person? He's the most exciting person I've seen since Vince. Are Carter. you talking about on a game to game, or are you talking about game like... to game basis? Vince Carter. I don't know. I, I was glued to the TV <laughs> because I would say the difference between Vince and Rose um, is. As great as Rose was, small guard, had those weird games 
where like he was just off, or like the way they game plan for him. No, but it's I'm really about hard above to, the rim. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's really hard to game plan, but it's just Westbrook too, like a young Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah, <laughs> Westbrook too, man. But nah, I can't. No, Westbrook does not make that conversation in terms of Ja and Derrick Rose in terms of stuff because the acrobat. Westbrook's an athlete. But those guys twist and turn their bodies yeah, in ways that we've Jamar's never seen. Guys, man, I don't think you guys realize the acrobat and the athleticism that Derek mobility. Rose you know what, Westbrook, bro, Westbrook is an athlete. You Jamar, know what? what? I think we're gonna do a whole pod because this is good. I think we're gonna do a highlight pod. All right, bet. Where, where we're gonna look at Russell Westbrook, <laughs> mm-hmm. John Morant, and Derek Rose because mm-hmm. it looks like those are the three top. Like and right now, right now, Westbrook and and Rose, maybe not Rose, because his career was kind of cut short. Like his athleticism was cut short. Sorry, yeah. But Westbrook, just based on the amount of time he's been in the league, his highlights will already because his highlights already are just up there with John Morant. When he but well, going to Rudy Gobert when he puts somebody in the rim. Is Jamar. it crazy <laughs> that I already think Jaws already passed him when it comes to like highlights that are memorable? No, there's no way he passed him. That's crazy, Jamar. Jamar, stop me, yo, Casey. <laughs> yo, man, Jamar, I'm telling you guys, man. Jaws ja, ja, looking like a, a mixture of Allen Iverson and Derrick Rose in one. <laughs> yeah, but highlights above the rim. I watch Westbrook sham God and do a no look. Okay, we go. We gonna do that. We gonna do that. <laughs> it looks like it's something that needs to happen. For we're sure. gonna do a highlights pod where we're gonna compare Derrick Rose. Russell Westbrook, John Morant, and we're going to let the people decide with us. All right, bet. We got to let the people decide who's who had the better highlights throughout the career. And John's had a short one, so he's going to be at a disadvantage right now, but I think he could keep up. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, 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 take, we'll take 10 highlights each person. One of us takes that person. So I'm going to take John since I, I'm big on the John Morant. Shoot, I'm going Westbrook, boy. <laughs> Casey, you okay with Derek? Like we're saying, like, are you okay with Derek? Rose? Like, that's that's where we've got it. Like, are you okay taking D Rose? <laughs> All right, Jamario, close this out, baby. Yeah, man. Hey, man, this was fun. Um, man, I didn't get to really check in with y'all. So, quick check in. I know Casey just jumped off the flight from Miami. He had a great time, man. I'm happy to hear that. CP, everything's been good. Everything's been lovely. I'm good, man. I've been touring Toronto these last couple of days, so I'm yeah, on that's my last up, couple man. tour right now. So. We'll see what's up. I've been good, man. Yourself? Yeah, man. Can't complain, man. Everything's been great. I'm excited uh, for this next pod just because I know what we're coming with. Um, make sure you like, subscribe, uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Um, we're on Apple now. We're Everywhere. big time. We made it to Apple, Everywhere. Spotify, <laughs> YouTube, uh, Instagram. Follow us up on everywhere. Um, follow below, the Paradise. We're going to have mad content coming. Um, until then, check in with each other. We finna check out with y'all. Um, love, brothers. We out, baby. Same. I can't end this podcast. God damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Not my mouse is acting up, bro. <laughs> <laughs>